1: He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day... He vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone?
0: When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is...
1: Now, I'm the OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm
0: back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it.
1: And his co hosts, Chef Travis Milton.
0: Today, we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh
1: mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify
2: on Turn on the
1: Jets Digital.
2: Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me, as always, are my boys, Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton, who you can follow over at Dash 37, Board 27. Travis, any more uh, interactions with um, marginal pizza establishments this, this past week?
1: No, no, I've I've shied away from from all fast food this past week. Um so nobody nobody got hurt. Nobody uh <laughs> it, it, all the crazy bread buyers are safe.
2: Okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, being I, here's what I will say is yesterday my children I was exhausted and didn't want to cook dinner, and uh, and we we ordered Papa John's because that's what children want. Children want Papa John's pizza. When you you could have good New York style quality pizza, yeah, they're not interested. They just want Papa John's. Um, I did have some cheese bread, which I'm guessing is similar to crazy bread. That stuff's amazing. Holy moly, that's good. I like that.
1: I haven't had Papa John's in a long time.
2: Well, uh, so um, I, don't, I don't know what
1: they've got there, but
2: yeah, it's still it's probably
1: better than Little Caesars.
2: It's yeah, it's still not. I don't consider it real pizza. But anyway, um, lots going on. Uh, The Jets lost yesterday to the Arizona Cardinals um, at home, dropping to 0-5. There's been a lot of news this past week in the world of football. We've had more postponements of NFL games due to coronavirus. Um, But some of the biggest stories, of course, are the Monday morning firing of both uh atlanta coach dan quinn and the general manager thomas Dimitrov. uh Dimitrov, of course came out of the um the belichick school uh he had spent time in new england um helping out there and dan quinn um former jets coach who many pined for uh but who has basically had a very terrible record since kyle Shanahan left the organization uh to take on his own uh head coaching job um and then that, of course, preceded uh, – f- followed, uh, followed the firing of Bill O'Brien earlier in the week in the, from the Houston Texans. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this news report from Adam Schefter, uh, but Houston, the McNair family, has hired Jed Hughes from an organization called Corn oh. Fairy. Do you, do you, does this Ooh. name ring a bell to either of you gentlemen? I, I think I recall that name okay what was yeah Is it something to do with um with the hiring of one john idzik is that (laughs) Uh, i
3: did uh, a lot (laughs) of counseling to remember to forget the name jed hughes but now i'm gonna (laughs) have to spend thousands of more dollars thanks see, to
2: this podcast. Uh, Josh, you, you can help us, because isn't there a phrase that, like, rain falls on the just and unjust alike? Isn't that in the Bible somewhere? I feel like that's, that's in the Bible. Some, that's somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So so I see, I was like, Jed Hughes, like, he did such a bad job. I was like, okay, and he gets and he gets another, you know, whatever, turn of the crank here for another NFL organization. And then I was like, let me just see, does this dude have, like, social media accounts? And lo and behold, he does, Josh. He has a Twitter account. He has a podcast. Jed Hughes has a podcast for Corn Ferry and he gets to talk to people like Tony Dungy <laughs> and like, you know, other luminary kind of people. And, uh, and that's what that guy gets in his life. So can you, so explain to me how the three of us are here crying seven years after he quote unquote helped our organization and he's off, um, uh, you know, doing what he's doing, talking to Tony Dungy, and and helping the Houston Texans find their new new head coach and GM. Uh, explain how that phrase the the rain falling on the just and unjust. How does that apply here? Because
3: I I know it's supposed to apply, but I need some help. Yeah. So Matthew five forty five that ye may be the children of your Father who is in heaven, for He maketh His Son to such so- to rise on the evil and on the good, and He sendeth rain on the just and the unjust this is the word of the lord yeah there's there is there is a lot to be said for where we are headed as podcast uh, buddies in in the fact that we will someday boys be a consulting firm um and hire potentially the next jets gm maybe 10 years from now it might take us some time but hey tony dungy if you're listening we would love to get you on just so we can have a resume. Uh, that we can put together and present to the Johnson family and maybe get this, this organization, this franchise out of a, out of the out of the dumpster. Yeah. Uh,
2: Any uh, Travis, any, any word to the Houston, the city of Houston Texans fans uh, about this, this, uh, this move that they've made.
1: I don't know, man. I'm still pissed at the the town of Houston. Um, As a Dodgers fan, I, I, Oh, I don't, I don't wish any good on on their sports franchises. I'm still nice. missing. Wow, wow, <laughs> that that is strong. That's strong. They that they can is... they can they can take Jed Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> they can garbage can. Like
3: get rid of dusty Baker, of garbage right? cans. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah go, go pound on a garbage can, Houston fans. <laughs> there you go. Okay,
2: so, so you're leaving them to their own devices. You're you're fine. There, there's natural causes, and and you're fine with Houston having uh, having this as an effect of the natural causes of their uh, the rain, of their rain own falls choices. on the just and the unjust, my okay. friend. Exactly. That's okay. what I'm taking out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the unjust brought this rain down to Houston right now.
2: That's right. All right. So so here's astros. what I so so here's what I have to ask is so I've I've started calling. Chris and Woody Johnson Prestige Worldwide. Um, I, re- I just refer to them as Prestige Worldwide now. That's all I'm going to do going forward. Um, uh... Research security.
3: <laughs> I wish I knew the other things that they did. I don't know. Prestige. Remember the photo, worldwide. like the, the research photo, is him like over like a like a, a microscope looking at a slide of like you know bacteria. That's what I need in my Prestige Worldwide
2: organization. Yes. So Prestige Worldwide, when will Prestige Worldwide actually fire Adam Gase? Is it, yeah. is it going to happen before the end of the season? Because I mean, we've already got teams losing, or are they worried that if they fire him, they might actually get better and therefore win some games, and then they're out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Is, are they just like, if it ain't, you know, we're, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, we're, we're already 0-5. The only way to get to 0-16 is just don't fix it.
3: I would give Prestige Worldwide twenty bucks if they told me what school Trevor Lawrence goes to. <laughs> <laughs> they might, I don't they might they not have not a clue. Yeah.
4: Uh,
2: they they don't have a clue. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? Or are we just gonna watch other organizations fire their their coach, Travis, and just sit <laughs> I, idly by? I think
1: that's exactly what's gonna happen. There we and I don't think it's out of any kind of of smart, any kind of of, of plan towards something better. I think Well, I think in their minds it is. I think they're like, okay, let's keep some continuity. And continuity for the sake of continuity is bullshit if it's just a bunch of crap and that's what they're doing right now. Um, No, like, I don't know. I I really, really hope that he's gone before the end of the year. I just don't think it's going to happen at all. Just as
2: vindication, right? Like, we we know he's gone at the end of the year, but, like, to – to essentially fire him mid season is just vindication and kind of one more mark against him in that, like he leaves in ignominy. Right. And, and, and this idea that we're vindicated in our, we knew this guy was terrible from the beginning, but right then, from the case of prestige worldwide, in their case, they're like, yeah, you guys were right. And we got it wrong. And it kind of admits, you know, mid season, that you know that that this was a mistake and so i think there's a there's a pure like pride play um happening here and which is kind of why they're digging in their heels on this which is fine so we'll see um th- there was also a report uh, so are you going to say something josh no i'm okay. saying nothing um there was also a report that um uh rich samini came out with and if you saw this kind of leading up to the pregame that uh, from his was it? I think it was many who who reported it, or uh, no, 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 no. It was it was Adam Schefter that um that the Jets would not get a first round pick at this point for for Sam Donald. Now there's you know plenty of football left to play, uh, but if they were to trade him next year, that you know that this the word on the street is GMs would not give a first round pick
3: for that guy.
2: Any thoughts on that? <laughs> Just yep. Yeah. Yup.
3: Mm-hmm the The timing, right? It's always about the timing of things like this, and yeah. so this means that the jets brass known as prestige worldwide uh, <laughs> they are they're okaying rumor circulation and and letting letting some some stuff leak to the press to maybe drive up Sam's value or that they're already thinking about this and throwing out these test balloons, and that's the stuff that's just like the timing of it is the frustrating point, you know, like none, none of this seems like it's actually even for the health of the team. Um, It doesn't seem like they're wanting to turn the organization around. It just seems like they want to, yeah, just kind of control timing and and make themselves look like, you know, let's, let's try to get some value for this guy, but, Oh, there's not value there. And then some team's going to fly in and, you know, give them, give them the value that they're looking for. It's just all, none, none of it actually, I mean, much like, much like uh, Adam Gates, practice talk which I know we're gonna to get to it just doesn't matter like it, it, it's just it's just the crappy sideshow stuff
2: yeah uh I don't know any thoughts about that that basically Adam Gase has ground Sam Darnold's value uh, you know into less than a first round pick at this point Travis I mean I, I think it's, it's a much more widespread
1: thing than that it's very indicative of what's going on but um you know I think one of the biggest things is is you know, not firing Adam Gase and and what's going on with with Darnold's development. Who the hell is going to want to sign with this team? Like they are legitimately. I mean, you know last year, yeah, it looked like Miami was tanking, but they still won a couple games. Like if you want to see like a true tank, like we are going like Pittsburgh Pirates, like epic. Like we are just driving down mm-hmm. the value of every player on the team, every coach every everything about the team and it's it's very very perplexing because it's it's taking it almost too far I feel like and yeah we're not going to get anything from Darnold and to be honest like he's not I don't think that he's worth anything over maybe a third round pick with with the way his development has gone and and regressed this past year so I you know I definitely agree with that
2: Hmm. yeah I mean yeah and it's I'm not trying to say Darnold is or isn't worth things. I don't know if you guys play dynasty, like fantasy dynasty football, but you know, the idea there is that you, you get a player, you hold them for you know, an extended period of time and that you try and, you know, use market hype and market cycles and when they're productive and when they're not to, you know, flip players for higher value or, you know, kind of sell before, before it's too late kind of things. And, and, right, so we're, we're in a phase right now where, based on his play, based on what he's done, the resume that he's put together, um, you know, on the field in his now third year in the NFL, like, no head coach is going to, or excuse me, no general manager is going to go out of their way to give a first-round pick for a player that hasn't proven it. Now, right, put him in a different organization, it could be a totally different result. Uh, we've seen that, you know, time and time again with, with – um, NFL quarterbacks. And we saw that with Drew Brees was, I believe, a second round pick, but, um, you know, it it wasn't until his second franchise that he really became the player that we know him to be now. Um, And so, so yeah, these cycles repeat themselves all over, but right. If you're going to sell now, you're not going to recoup the value that you put into him. And that's just how these things go. But so it's, it's not surprising, but it was validating to know that, this value of this player was has effectively been driven down by this coach. There's no other way to read it um, just based on the team that they've put around him and the ways they've, the ways they've used him. And right, and now we've, we've got an injury to him. Uh, he's not the only player that's been injured. You have Darnold who's been injured, um, Kai Becton who's been injured, Le'Veon Bell who's been injured, and basically put back into harm's way – Uh, to one degree or another by this head coach. And so like cycling back to prestige worldwide and like just their blindness to what's happening here, that's one of my big problems with this is, okay, not only the incompetence, but these are valuable pieces that will be on this team in future years. And you've got a coach who's effectively putting them at risk in a season that's already forfeited. (laughs) you know and and so like i just and and not only is is this team 0 and 5 but you've got you know swirling pandemic issues that are going to you know bet, bite lots of teams before this season is over um and you know cause more postponements and all that sort of thing so so i look at this and i just you know you got to look towards next year and i don't see how Gase is the person who's going to um Uh, let's say, create value from the current assets that you have and you're going to keep going forward. And just so just end it and and move on and bring in someone who will or or at least can can not damage this organization further. Um, All right we, we got we have to talk about practice. Uh, Travis, you talk, I think you, you mentioned there a minute ago about, tr- uh, practice. So, um, when coaches start talking about practice, like I fully believe that's like the last bastion of like sheet coaches, like, so, <laughs> so, 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 so here's some quotes, um, as collected by, um, S and Y, uh, and others, um, from Adam Gase's press conference after the game, the the idea of the article was, uh, that was kind of put forward was, um, you know, what did Adam Gase have to say after the game um, to, to fans about this team. So here's, here's what Adam Gase had to say about, about, um, you know, to fans. So, quote, if you watch these guys practice, you watch how these guys go through the week and the effort and how these guys are trying to get all, stuff, all this stuff right and figure out a way to correct the mistakes that, they're, that are made. And, I mean, if you were there day in and day out and saw how these guys practiced last week, you wouldn't know what our record was. Gay said, um, continued quote, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, those guys, they came out, and I mean, it was max effort. They were flying around, they competed. The execution was really good. Friday, not practicing Friday, uh, aside here, as we know, because of the coronavirus scare from the team, kind of took the wind out of our sails. Uh, But I thought they did a good job Saturday when they came in and we kind of extended the day and tried to make up for all that stuff through walkthroughs and going through practice the day before Thursday. Uh, I guess it's just what I see at practice. The result, it just doesn't match up. Thoughts? That sounds like a complete and utter coaching issue.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Completely and utterly. That's definitively
2: a coaching issue. Right. Right. Okay, Josh, you have two little twins, cute twins, and you 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 have them around the house, and I'm sure you take them out and about maybe less now than you would have in different times. Um, but and I'm not saying kids don't misbehave or do bad things, but by and large, like when you take them out of the place and you take them into a space, a public space, like you're expecting that they're going to hopefully behave and if not behave, at least listen to you, right. Or kind Mm. of, you know, and I know that they're still at a a point where they're irrational, but, but my point here is like what I expect at home, I expect to see on the road too. Right. Like Mm. we don't, if anything, we need to be tighter. Out of the house than we are in the house. I let the kids have more freedom and be more loose here. But right, if we're out in a restaurant, not not these days, but if we're out in a restaurant or in a public space, like I want to make sure that they're being respectful of other people around us. Right. And so so like I I, I, that's the only thing I can liken this to as a parent is like he, he's, he's like, it's, it's like he's a parent, right? Just think of him as a parent and you're out in public and these kids are just going all over the place and acting crazy and whatever. And as, and as a parent, he's saying like, but what I see at home, like the results, they just don't match up here. It's like, because you're an idiot. That's why they don't match up here. Because <laughs> you're not doing your job because your job is to make sure that they're still doing their job. Even when they're out and about, maybe you need to be even more vigilant than when they're in practice. Remember, because in, their in pra- when you're in practice, you're practicing against air. You're not smashing and slobber knocking each other in practice against your own team. So all the effort, all the flying around and stuff that they're doing on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, but it can't be Friday, it had to be Saturday, like, does not matter. Like, who cares? Like, the results are the results. Like, we talk about practice. Like, we talk yeah. about practice? Like, to me, When coaches talk about practice, it is like the last death knell before they know that they're fired. Like, I I, I don't know what else to say here. It's just like he is – he's always been an idiot, and now he's, you know, surprised by their behavior.
3: (laughs) I'm I'm imagining I'm standing outside uh, Puppies or Sally's on Worcester Street here in New Haven as – uh, the restaurant has burned to the ground because my boys were running around with, with flamethrowers and me explaining to the police officer, taking my statement and saying, man, if you watch these guys at home, you watch how these guys go through the week and all the effort and how these kids are trying to get all this stuff, right. Figure out a way to correct the mistakes that are made. I mean, if you were there at our house day in and day out and saw how they practice, you wouldn't know that, what our record was. You wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't.
2: I mean, they, yeah. They, they never burned down my house at and, my house, yeah.
3: And listen, this is not comparing professional athletes to to petulant children by any means. This is saying, as a father, as the as the coach of my home, I can't right. tell the police officer, listen, this week it was max effort. They were flying around. They competed. The execution <laughs> was really good. But I'm sorry that they burned down the restaurant because I have no idea what to do with them in public. Right.
2: Right. Right. It, it just it just it boggles my mind. And just, you know, the fact that it's like, well, maybe it's the fact that number one, their coach is getting them to the line of scrimmage, you know, with 28 seconds and snapping the ball you know, hit routinely after a first down, a big first down with anywhere between 18 and 24 seconds on the clock every time. And we're running it down every play uh, and just, you know, lagging and lagging and lagging. And, you know, Oh, and the fact that they have like super talented players at certain positions, um, you know, and so it just, it, like, I, it, it I, that the fact that he thinks that that is a, acceptable answer to the question is is just be it boggles my mind clearly it boggles my mind and just the fact that he said like he he couldn't just take it on the chin and just be like you know what this is my fault for all of Rex Ryan's fault Wolverine staring crying at the picture of Rex Ryan for all (laughs) Rex Ryan's fault at least he stood out there and said you know what that's on me they were practicing well this week I let off the gas and you know what, I just, I didn't push them enough during the game or, you know, was not vigilant enough in kind of, you know, r- what I required of them in game. Like for all of Rex Ryan's, many, many, many faults. He never did that where he just was like, I don't know, they just burned down the restaurant and I'm just dis- real disappointed in their behavior, Right. Um, so, so let's talk. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts there? On, on I mean, practice? when you're
1: practicing, when you're practicing shit plays and and shit <laughs> game plans right. against nothing, that, who uh, practice probably was great, and they, they probably showed up and did exactly what they did at practice. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's just it's mind boggling that he can't put two and two together. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
4: Play like a jet. Play
2: like a jet. Okay, let let me ask: What is our this week in Adam Gase? Aside from his practice talk, um, what was the this week in Adam Gase moment?
3: <laughs> to, <laughs> to me, and I know I sent I sent the tweet to you guys. Uh, the 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 Podfather himself, Joe Caparoso, uh, tweeted talking about how how for weeks now uh, Gase has said they got to get Lev Bell more involved in the passing game. Um, and and love gets gets one attempt gets gets mm. one one target this week uh, and then I believe one Jeffrey Smith had 11 <laughs> um, and and the best part is love Bell just liking the tweet and so he just liked the fact that <laughs> hey my coach is an idiot I can't publicly bat- blast him if I want to stay employed yeah. in this league but liking the Joe Caparoso was actually my yeah. this week in Adam gates because he like Joe. Joe sees, Joe sees more like of how ridiculous this is than Adam does. Why right. is Jeff Smith getting eleven targets and Lev oh, is getting yeah. one? I can't anymore. I can't do it.
2: You can't do it anymore. All right. What, what was what was your? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What was your this week in Adam fucking Gase, Travis?
1: <laughs> I was I was right there with Josh, but I'll take it one step further in that. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell had as many targets and as many catches as one Trayvon Westgo <laughs> who has never caught a pass <laughs> since being drafted <laughs> by us two years ago.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, I, I mean, I, that was uh, the, the I'm sure Trayvon Westgo is a good person, has a good heart and good player. And I know Brian Baldinger thinks the world of him for some reason, but. Uh, when they drafted him I just did not understand that it made no sense to me whatsoever um, and so yeah to see him get a catch yesterday was great but then to double down after his catch with their third and one and who gets the ball but a 6-3 267 pound you know high centered high center of gravity player to get that extra one yard who then does nothing oh yeah uh, and and again you know they they're going into the half they're only scoring by i think it was a score maybe two at that point um but um but you know it's 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 before the half they need those points to stay in the game for it to stay competitive and then and then so you're fourth and one and you give it to frank or who doesn't get it and so they turn the ball over and it just at this point, I'm just I was watching the game uh, and I just was like, you can't hurt me anymore. Like this. This is it. Like, you know, at this point, like I am completely numb to everything this organization can try and throw at me. And they just they I have built up my armor against this organization. And I, I, I a third and one. And I saw that the, the Trevon Wesco thing. I was like, they're never getting the fourth down. They'll never get the fourth down. And so and th- there it goes that that was so that was it for me. Um, that was my moment. Um, but I like, it just, I never, I don't understand why it reminds me of like young Brian Schottenheimer when he was like, he would outthink the other person, but just outthink himself. Right. It's like, um, the guy in the princess bride Vizini. right. He, um, (laughs) <laughs> that he, he would he like he winds about thinking himself in the movie um and and so it's like that's what brian schottenheimer did when he was with the jets and mangini and, and rex ryan too for that matter and still now right i mean he's still throttling i know you know let russ cook is what everybody talks about but i mean you look at russ's past attempts at the end of the day it's not like russ is actually cooking um even though he's playing out of his gourd and should be the mvp um So I just, you know, a Wesco run on third and one is like, yep, of course. Of of course, that is exactly what Adam Gase, a.k.a. New Schottenheimer would do. I don't know. Any (laughs) thoughts on that play in that series? I I just talked for four minutes or whatever.
1: Inconceivable. Inconceivable.
4: (laughs) Inconceivable.
1: (laughs) I can just picture Adam Gase on the sidelines when these plays don't work going, this is inconceivable and – right Le'Veon bell just doing the the classic i do not think that word means what you think it means (laughs)
2: uh um i mean right so this team can't hurt me anymore right as as i just said but are there other things we need to talk about i mean jameson crowder had a hell of a game jeff smith had 11 targets in in that game um but i mean were there any bright spots for you in, in the midst of this that you, oh. you're going to hold on to this week?
3: I, it, you know, it, it's nice to see Chris Herndon being somewhat involved. I mean, three targets is more than mm-hmm. no targets. And, you know, what, what was maybe a promising start of this season, him healthy, not suspended, him and Sam together. Um, it is nice to see him starting to make some box scores. Um, obviously, game game script is going to dictate how much he gets to be involved going forward. But uh, Chris Herndon played, which I will. I I might be the last person on Chris Herndon Island, but mm. I will I will stay on this island until uh, the waters overtake us. I am I am staunchly a Chris Herndon fan. So uh, happy to see him play, if nothing else.
2: Travis.
1: Jameson Crowder is about it for me. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like you and watching these games now and, and getting to a, a really sad point of almost indifference and of just the sheer just terrible product <laughs> you're putting out. God, it's just so bad. Um, yeah, go ahead. The bright spots are just so few and far between. But, I mean, Jameson Crowder, like, uh, kudos to him. Man, he shows up every freaking week on a terrible, terrible football team and does everything that he can he's the only receiver getting separation he's the only receiver out there you know catching balls across the middle taking hits and i think out of i think every game that he's played this year he's, he's put up over 100 yards receiving and the guy's not built to be 100 like a, mm-hmm. a, a number one yeah, it, wideout. Like
2: 180 he's got yeah buck 80 or something yeah he's not I mean, a big dude
1: the dude is is making it happen out there and and putting it, you know, leaving it all out on the field. And I, I got a lot of respect for that. And he's, he's probably been my bright spot this season and probably will
2: be from what I see, the only one to continue to be a bright spot. Mm. Yeah. So the jets have him um, on contracts for another year. One would think that he might be a cap casualty sadly, uh, because he's scheduled to make about $11 million, um, 10 of it, 10 and a half of it, which are uh, could be cap savings if, if the team wants. But I mean, I, I don't know exactly what they'll do with him, but he, yes, to your point, I think he's been a helpful player to this organization. And so giving that guy ten million dollars like to keep him on the team next year, just to you know, help contribute, I think that's uh, I'm on board for that. I doubt the organization will be. Uh, maybe they'll try and find a way to spread it out or give them a longer contract or something. But, but yeah, I, 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 have been waiting. We're now six weeks in. Yeah. Six weeks into the season and I want to see him play with Denzel Mims. Cause I think the two of them together could be electric where you've got Denzel Mims who can, um, you know, bully and play on the outside it's kind of your prototypical alpha receiver. And then you've got James Crowder, who you can play out of the slot. And right, he's a very durable slot player. As you said, he's 5'8", 185 pounds. Um, you know, he's kind of at the height of his powers as a 27-year-old receiver. Um, he's got that he, – he's like a smaller version of Robert Woods is probably a good way to say it, right? So, um, So, yeah, like I want to see those two guys play together before the end of the season. Um, and so I hope that that actually comes to pass. But you know, who knows with the way the organization is, is going. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I think, yeah, as, as we were talking about just being numb by this organization, like it's gotten to the point where like I used to really care about like you know what, I gotta need to make sure I watch the games and I have game pass. And, you know, I'm like, you know, paying for all this stuff and whatever. And, you know, a friend over the summer is like, uh, hey, you know, there's all these like streaming things like that these Reddit people use just to like watch the game for free. And I was like, oh, really? And so like, I-, I used to be care very much about making sure I was, you know, copyright compliant and yada yada and the whole thing. And now I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to give this organization any more money. I don't know how to do it. So like the only way I can do that effectively is to just watch pirated services to watch these games. And uh, <laughs> because because it's the only way I can essentially like, uh, what is it? Um, uh, have a protest vote against what this organization is doing. It's like, I'm watching the games, I'm consuming them, but they're getting zero revenue out of it. Um, so... <laughs> So that's, that's my, my silent protest. My, uh, my civil disobedience is, is streaming services. So, so I say to all you Jets fans, if you're paying for stuff, if you're paying for content, throw it off, go find the streaming services and watch that way and let that be your protest. Um, I know I just, uh, condoned pirating and copyright infringement. So so uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure the FBI is knocking at my door as we speak. Um, any, any parting words before I'm taken away to federal, uh, federal prison, guys?
3: <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Reddit, for keeping <laughs> Brian connected to this hellscape of a football franchise. Uh, yeah, my, my silent protest was joining with the dozens of others. There are dozens of us unfollowing the Jets <laughs> on Twitter. To get Ooh, them under a million.
2: That's amazing. I'm in. I'm doing it right now. I love just it. Just
3: unfollow them to let them know I'm disgusted with them.
2: I love it. There there was a time where Woody Johnson followed me on Twitter. That time is now over. <laughs> <laughs> that time is now over. I'm just read three tweets and left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? Any nah, thoughts there, Travis?
1: This is the first year I haven't bought a jersey and going on 20 yeah. some odd years. And I'm like, there's no reason for me to, I, ugh, yeah, I'm hungover too. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that probably translated like in, in my, in your my energy, rants being nonsensical and energy. Yeah. I'm completely hungover.
2: That's okay. You know, it's okay. I, my, my, it's, it's a, it actually is helpful to me because right. I mean, I saw you flying around all week. Travis, you were flying around all week, and then you know yeah, you step. We step into the podcast booth here, and 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 you're you know I, I it's just not translating. I don't know what it is with you right now. Yeah, I just I can't I can't you know from what I've seen in practice, the result is not matching up. So. So just uh, you know, we're not fracturing, right? We're not fracturing, but um, <laughs> I need I need the results. I need the results to be better next week. Um, all right, before we go, real quick, this is this was not on the show sheet, so I'm going to throw this at you and see what happens. Um, we talk about the Golden Girls a lot around here. Yes. Um, oh yeah. I need to know from you something that I can go watch this week from a member of the Golden Girls core cast let's be very clear core cast in some other uh you know movie or show or some of their early work or later work uh that i need to go watch this week i, I travis i'm i'm gonna make you start but please give me something uh, well <laughs> else that i can go watch that had those those actresses act, actors excuse me actors in it i mean golden palace would be
1: a uh, a very easy one mm-hmm. um it's it's you can really only find it on youtube though i don't think it's available anywhere else uh but i would say mod um b mm. arthur's b arthur's show in the 70s like it's pretty mm. phenomenal and and most of the girls show up on there uh rue mcclanahan's a regular on there
2: um really and, yeah
1: it's pretty I funny it's a pretty that. funny show yeah
2: all right what uh what else do you uh uh Josh, do you have any any thoughts on, yeah, on other materials sure. I could watch?
3: Listen, there are some classics uh, going back in the Estelle Getty filmography. Uh, she, she is a minor role um, in in the 1982 classic Tootsie. So you could watch a little Jessica Lange, a little Dustin Hoffman. And then, oh, look, it's Estelle Getty. Like, you could go watch Tootsie this week. I think that would be enjoyable for you.
2: I love it. I love Stop it. Stop or my mom will shoot. That, that's what i was gonna say yes so <laughs> i was gonna say my my option was gonna be Estelle getty and stop or my mom will shoot opposite the amazing sylvester stallone um classic uh what do you call it um um odd, odd, oddball oddball pairing comedy movie uh, action comedy movie um so that's that's one uh and then the other one i was gonna say is i don't know if you guys remember this or if you're old enough to remember this but there was a there was a tv show uh I think it was in the early eighties called Mama's Family. Do you guys remember yes. Mama's Family? So of this is this was I, I'm trying to exactly wrap my brain around it, but it was a lot of the people who were on the Carol Burnett show, like saw mm-hmm. some work in the Mama's Family show. Uh, Vicki Lawrence, I think, was famously Mama. Uh, and then, and, you know, she obviously had been Mama in the Carol Burnett show, and this was a spinoff of that. And then other associated characters with that. So um, so I would say Mama's Family, because Rue McClanahan, a.k.a. Blanche Devereaux, was, was on that show.
3: Uh Betty White. I, oh, Betty White was on that show too. I just looked it yep. up. So, man, yep. I missed. F- fun fact, when I was a, a younger a younger Josh underscore Conrad, I I thought for sure, like no question in my head, like it, it blew my mind when I found out that that uh that Vicki Lawrence in M- Mama's Family was not Dana Carvey wearing a wig. <laughs> I could see it. Uh, that is that
2: is I could see that. That's a doppelganger. That's a doppel Oh yeah.
3: I was like, "Wait, that's not oh my gosh, it's not Dana Carvey. That's a real actress. And like my head spun for days. Right. And so it's,
2: I kind of, I'm saying this partly because I, so I'm watching TV with my kids and they're watching uh, like Toy Story, the most recent Toy Story. And then they have all these like spinoffs, these like forky spinoffs, which are hilarious. If you haven't seen those digital shorts, those are funny as hell. Um, Oh yeah. But but there's one that has a, a chair named Cheryl Burnett. Uh, and like and then like Rob Ryan Rein, Rob, Rob, Rob Reiner Rob Rhinoceros or something and some other actors I think are on that too um, it's amazing and so they they were like who's the chair and I'm like that's Carol Burnett she's like a comedy legend she's like one of the greatest comedians mm. of all time so I'm like I, so th- my goal over the next couple of weeks is like I need to get my kids to watch the Carol Burnett show um, so we're gonna start sliding that in a little bit into the into the the streaming. Audience here with the children, but um, but anyway, yes. So I, and that started me thinking about Mama's family. That's what got me thinking about Mama's family. This whole question. Any other great uh, diamonds in the rough from the uh, from from the that audience? Maud is a mm-hmm. great one, though. That is really good. B. Arthur showed one. up on an episode of uh, Futurama.
1: Um, I think it was actually her last role. Oh wow! Uh, she she plays a, uh, a a female computer that is uh, the I guess, leader of a Amazon community that they crash land into. <laughs> and,
2: Amazon, uh, like female is, warriors, not, not Amazon, the delivery service, correct?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, she ends up uh, falling in love with Bender. Um, it's, it's a pretty hilarious episode to be honest.
2: Nice. I'll have to go find that. All right. Anything else before we go gentlemen, any last bits of wisdom we need to impart to each other or our four listeners? I'm sorry about
3: y'all's Yankees.
2: Uh, that's yeah. all right. That's, that's how it goes. You know, we'll – Not good. We'll just uh, Not have good. to we're,
3: – we're, we're, we, we immediately switched over. I mean, five minutes after the game, I think I tweeted, let's, let's go Rays, because no one, no one can root for these Astros. And so, man, if it's, if it's your Dodgers, Trav, if it's Dick Vitale's Tampa Bay Rays, whoever it is that clicks down the Astros will have my, uh, my undying support. I almost want to see
1: my Dodgers face them again, just so I can I can see them beat the ever loving crap out
2: of them. <laughs> vindicate them without yeah, that. Now you games. have Mookie
1: Betts. Mm-hmm. It's
2: true. Yep. it's true. That's
1: that's what I invested my jersey money on this year instead of there buying you go. I bought my Mookie Betts jersey.
2: Good man, smart. Good man. All right. We will be back after next week. Thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to rate and review the play like a jet feed. Um, Go retweet all the stuff that the play like a jet folks are doing on Twitter. Be sure to unfollow New York jets and just set up auto tweets at Woody Johnson all the time so that he's sitting in meetings in um, the United kingdom, just having his phone blow up um, as he's trying to uh, you know, whatever barter figure out the price of of chicken exports or whatever he's doing um please please uh let's let's get on this let's get this guy gone um we and and, uh, and let's not bring in corn ferry let's bring in um um Milton Conrad let's bring in M- Milton Conrad to get our new our new head coach what do you say is it corn fairy spelled with a k like the band it is like the band yeah just like the band I think oh my uh, God. yeah I think the lead singer is uh, I think he's a managing director Jonathan at the, at Davis. He, yeah he, yeah. Uh, I'm
1: blaming him I'm blaming him for it <laughs> all right everybody have a great week thank you so much talk to you later see I'm gonna drink some Mints. try to get over this hangover